previously last week, the heroes received a care package from Ray and Zantanov, bequeathing them with the Stone Speaker Crystal, granting the visions of, pa- of past, present, and future events within the Underdark. Visions of grotesque resurrections of elder brains by demon lords, spreading corruption of rot through the netherlike grove. Horrible horned beasts warring in endlessly shifting flooded mazes entered your minds as one as the wondrous amethyst revealed the demon lord's incursion manifested by Grof Banri's ritual. Flashbacks of oozes slouching through cracks of Blingdenstone are pushed aside as you all come back to the Graven Hollow Library as Jimjar races. After Topsy, only to be sent sprawling by a trip from Derby. Hey! Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I was checking it. He's almost at him. If you want that ain't a fear, judge! Judge! Derby turns back to him. Hey, fair is fair. Pay up, Jim Jar, you lost. All right, there you go. Hands over a little bit of gold. At this point, Topsy turns around, wanders back over to the group. So, um, about how long do you think it'd take to get to Blingdenstone, do you think? Yeah, you're at all, I'd say. Uh, wager no more than a few days, I'd say. Ten gold. We're drinking in the foaming mug by the end of the fortnight. So we have agreed on where to go? Well, I'd certainly hope so. I want to go home. Yeah, yeah, I think it's about time for us to depart. I've really enjoyed your guys' company, but... I mean, um... You know, I have, like, a, a wife and a kid. And I'd you like to see... You no it- Whoa, hey, no. <laughs> this is your home, child. I appreciate it. Yeah, your friends are your family, and that's your home. No, I see what you're saying, but I really think I, I should be giving back to my people. Friends. Your people are gone. Well, I, I don't listen to him. Well, they're just scaring this poor child. Yeah, Jim right, steps in between. Not a child. Yeah, I was about to say, is it a child? Because he has a, he has a child. A child has a child. Topsy and Turvia are on the younger side for the deep gnomes. Jim Dar, you can tell, is a little bit more weathered, a little bit more well traveled. I'd like to ask both of them would either one of you be interested in testing out a new jetpack design I have I've seen plenty of your experiments already Voltaire I'm pretty sure that it wouldn't be wise for me to participate in anything like that Jim Jar steps forward oh well I see I might reckon I'd be uh, your man to test that out there I'm a gambling individual yeah how much you're paying uh you, you could fly what? While it's not relevant to uh, what's happening now, I would like to note that Jim Jar still owes Zantanov money. Oh, well, I would have paid it. I, Anderson, I would have paid Jim Jar. Uh, Jim Jar always pays his debts. I would have paid Zantanov. I would have, but he ran off. Yeah, with his wife, his 
You went and eloped. There's nothing I can do to bring him back. Yeah. I mean, of course, I'll be accruing interest on every day that I don't pay him back. And if I ever do see him again, we'll become square, I assure you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's his head if he doesn't. Yeah. Look, I have a lot of healthy respect for Zantanoff. You all saw him kill those two beholders. I mean, I really wouldn't want to get on his bad side. That wasn't Zantanoff. Oh, right, that was uh, Ray, who was one of them. You're all right, but they're a rather deadly couple altogether. Either one of them, I mean, just them as a, a deadly duo. I would not want to see myself get on their hit list. It'd be stake mine. Regardless, if we have nothing else left here, we should move on. Capital idea, Chablas kid moving on to Blankenstone. No. You mean no, Anderson? You had something else you wanted to do, yeah? No, I just don't want to put a blend in stone. Hey, no, no. That's too bad. You try to leave so you don't get to make that decision. Anderson, aren't you hunting down Rectavio? I am. I would like to point out the fact that last session... Voltaire got a Rictavio tattoo on his chest. It's like one of the old sailor tattoos of Rictavio, like, winking and holding his arm up, uh, flexing his bicep in front of an anchor. I was like, well, I, he, he told me he's going to be in... How do you pronounce the name of the place? Blingetstone. <laughs> yeah, I heard that too. He's definitely not looking in the shadows right over there. I'll tell you what, he's over in Blankenstone. There's a demon arm so far up his ass, you can see him being a puppet. This point, so Veldiscar. Yeah, Veldiscar is going to waddle, waddle on over. See that you're looking to leave the grave in Hollow, please. Hollow me, I shall escort you and. See, what is your destination that you would like to go? The library is a wonderful instrument of travel. It might be able to even cut a few hours off your travel time. Lingdonstone, please. Of course, library. I'm Lingdonstone. You know, waddle on out. And he's going to show you guys over to a door. It's actually just a giant stone wall, and then a door appears as if, like, rippling through you guys are led through. And there's this half second of like a swirl of colors that ripple all around you as the door elongates over to a branching tunnel. And you guys are spit out as Veldiscar waddles through. You guys see a faintly lit, torch-lit way. And you guys are back in the Underdark. Well, that was quite an interesting group there, I hope. Yeah, they, they never come back, it would be too soon. And that is going to waddle back up these rough-hewn stairs towards the doorway, which slowly starts to close behind him. Honestly, rabble-rousing in the library. Oh, is it causing fights as well? I, 
Hope there's echoes of them doesn't persist too long in the library. We'll see that. We'll see. I was very tempted to steal one of those things' eyes. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> Don't you already have petrification eyes? Uh, the Basculus eyes can see into the ethereal plane. They can constantly see things that are in the ethereal plane. I was very tempted to just be like, how much for one of the, for one of your peepers there, good sir? Not for sale, goodbye. And as the oh. doors close to the Graven Hollow, the entrance shimmers away, leaving only a huge rough-hewn wall in its stead. Alright. Jimjar, lead the way. Yes, this actually looks rather familiar. Right this way, I think I know where I'm going. Um, oh wait, nope. And he turns around and starts walking the other way. This way, this way, I'm pretty sure. If you're wrong, we'll eat you to start to stop from starving to death, Jimjar. We actually have plenty of provisions. Uh, Library outfitted us all with full rations. I don't know why that would be necessary right off the bat, unless you're trying to devour rations into the lake. No, oh, god damn it! No, okay. <laughs> I see that the stakes have been raised a little bit. I'm going to be very sure that we're heading the right direction. One second. And he sits down on the ground, and starts sketching things into the dirt. You see, like a little compass with the northwest south. I can ride. Carry the one. Does some quick math. Okay, yes, for sure this way. He, he, he drew out the compass so that it's always pointing north. Well, wait, are you saying there's some kind of magical compass that points north? Fascinating. You'll have to share this scientific achievement with me at some other time. For now. Oh God, where did you find out about the astrolabe? On now, Jar Jar. No. <laughs> Jar Jar. Uh -oh. Who's there? Jar Jar Binks. Would be to no. be the one to say that. No. We'll just so? let me get kicked from the call. Blair has been Mouthy. banned forever. So as you guys continue through this cavern, dimly lit, only the soft suffuse of the blue light cast by the mushrooms guiding your way. Give me a perception check as you move through and you try and squeeze through this section as it opens up into a large cavern. How can I have eight eyes and still not see a fucking thing? <laughs> Because you got them from a disabled beholder. It is true. No, I, no, the eyes I got from him was good ones. He was still disabled. <laughs> you took his good eyes, but I guess the bad eyes infected his good ones, so they're a little fuzzy. They're like milky with... Uh, they're opaque. Tough to see through. I, I would like to point out that I do have creature sense. Oh. Okay, well, uh, you immediately feel the presence of something. Something. It's very stupid, though. 
I mean, if it's evil, I can sense it. Mm, no. Oh wait, it is evil. Is it smart enough? Is it smart enough to knowing what evil is though? If it's aligned with Rictavio. <laughs> well, I am right here, and Rictavio is my best friend. He is my best friend. All right, both of you, since lurking above you in the shadows, clinging from stalactite to stalactite. There's something lurking up there. Anderson, you feel in this cavern there's a pressure. It's electric, as if something suffuses the entire air down here. Yes, yes. Can I throw a knife at whatever's in the stalactite? Of course, go ahead and throw a knife with a disadvantage. So you try and stab one of these cracks of electricity. Ah! Dropping to the ground, you see this ball of lightning hit the ground and then immediately dissipate as it's grounded. Hmm. Nope, yeah, it's dead. Yeah, you keep stabbing the ground, you just start throwing sand in all directions. Nice. At this point, three more are going to come out charging your group as oh. winding, slithery down from these huge rocks comes a massive figure. That looks nice. Ah, uh, yes. More parts. <laughs> you say nice, and he immediately squints at you, glaring hatred in your direction, as he opens his mouth and roars at you all. That I don't think that's very cool. nice. Does his saliva crackle with lightning? It sure does. Yeah, okay. These okay. guys are going to rush in and get you two. Oh, no, God, we're not here. Nope, is not here. Where am I at? I also, have no idea I where your token went. <laughs> well, guys, bye, I guess. I've been abandoned. I tried to cop... Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm going to move him to the GM there. Yeah, I tried to move your token from the library map to this one, and it wouldn't let me. And then I tried to just Maybe see. You drag it from your character. Oh, it don't exist. I tried that too. You don't got one. Did you delete my token, Wookie? Yeah. I didn't delete it. If you delete it from your library, it will remove it from every game. I don't have it deleted, but... Yeah. You could have deleted it because of the fact you had to find a new one. Since you're a kobold now. Or at least part kobold now. I don't know. I'll I'll add it to my library again. Real fast. Just continue on and I'll appear in a second. I know, but Gulab Ghoul's token is still there. Yeah. Gulab Ghoul. 
He's like, well, he put serious gobble-goo over his own place. Hey, you can't get rid of me that easy, eh? Hey. Initiative, I suppose. Oh, wait, yeah, we're level 10. Up. Yeah, we're level 10. Oh, wait, we were always level 10. Mm -hmm. it, always it's has in my been. Thing. I don't know where the hell it is, but it's, it, it's in my thing. Is it, though? Is yeah. it, though? Great rolls from Ilaria. Whoa. Well, let's see. It's twice now I've gotten a five. <laughs> Voltaire, I'm going to go ahead and assault this, assign this cobalt token to you. <laughs> All right. Then these lightning methods are going to go ahead and move in on you guys. Oh, no, look out. Those lightning methods make business. Do they have Make yourself bodies? useful. I would, but uh, Both union. No, I would really. I would, but the uh, union uh, contract is make sure that it's got mandated breaks in here. Bullshit. If Blubbabool gets hit, he could be a clobber battery. <laughs> See, um, I... how conductive are you, Blubbabool? Hey, I'd like to say that I'd have a, a resistance. Hey, what are you asking that for? <laughs> You've got resistance. Papagool. See, I told you we should have experimented on the slime ball. No, you gotta understand electricity. Children. It's not too late to experiment on the slime ball. Thank Just parts of you, you'll grow back. Yeah, I don't yeah. appreciate that. While my own value is pretty low, allowing for conductivity, but with ease, I don't want to be used and hooked up like a circuit. Hey, probably focus on our combat. Yeah, yeah, eyes forward, back straight, come on. Let's go. I'm just trying to think if I have any spells that can actually damage these things. You have spells? <laughs> spells, spells. Anderson, you're gonna be going first. I. I'm gonna attack the lizard. Yeah, that you get makes sense. So he is about twenty feet up in the air, on top of one of these plateaus. In addition okay. to his, it's about like 35 feet in front of you. So these lightning okay. methods are right next to you. Okay. If you're going to start heading over there, they're going to get a little bit of an attack of opportunity on you. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to. I, I'm, I... Did, did you catch that with you? 20 to 60 feet away. Was the, okay, so A squared plus B squared is equal to C squared. Yeah, he's in 60 feet. So yeah, I can just throw the knives at him from here. Okay, yeah, go and throw some knives at him. Mm 
So the 25 so, and the 18 are going to hit. Nah. Bump up. There's, there's the damage. It looks like the radiant damage is only to undead. From what your description says. Yes. Plus a 1d6 additional radiant damage against undead creatures. A Bahir is a huge monstrosity. Seems to be mostly alive. No radiant. You got 10 and 17. That's going to be 27. You got the damage. Mm. That's all. Lighty methods are going to go ahead and make their move. These things have physical bodies, or are they just lightning? <laughs> I think they're mostly lightning. Alright. I just need to know. You guys see them reel back and then throw up lightning all over you. Please make dexterity saving throws. How many? Four. Okay. All of us, or? All of you. Wait. How are they all catching you? Yeah, that doesn't made. quite make sense. How did I only get 9, 10, 11, 12? Hmm. Oh, guys, I got yeah, shot to two deaths and back to life. I guess. <laughs> I got hit that fucking hard. What did we have to be? Twelve. Oh. So, Ilaria, you're going to be taking all four of these. But how? And you save on each one of that. So you're going to be taking 3, 2, 5, 10, 14 damage total. Lightning. Anderson and Voltaire, you each are going to be taking one. So you're going to fail and a nat one fails. So you'll be taking full damage. It's going to be four damage to you, Anderson, and six damage to you, Voltaire. That's fine. This is going to be the end of Lightning Method's turn. The Bahir is going to go ahead and go. Uh, more Lightning, I imagine. <laughs> Trying to get them a barbecue going. Yeah. He is going to exhale in a line that is uh, 20 feet long and 5 feet wide. Okay. He is going to have to move down, crawling down from the plateau, slithering to the floor of the cavern. I imagine him out there with a little, like, yard measuring stick, seeing how far he is from us at a safe distance. 
One second, let me get my ruler. <laughs> Got to get the tape measure out. Five feet wide. Looks like I'm going to get two of you. Which two? With Alaria and Anderson. That's fair. Deck save again, right? Dexterity saving throw, please. You're trying to dodge lightning. Oh, yeah, it's because I'm so dexterous. Just redirect it. Yeah, you rolled good. Yeah, you go ahead and dodge I, lightning. I didn't dodge this lightning. I just got finished dodging all the methods. I'm like, ha, ah, yeah, turn to see looming shadow. Oh, God. <laughs> Anderson, you go ahead and do the two-finger dodge where you grab the lightning and then shoot it off against the cavern wall. Hmm. Is it possible to parry, though? Parry lightning? No, no just in general. Is there, like, a parry thing for uh, yes. five? There I is? Have, I can parry. It's a reaction, if I'm not mistaken, correct? It has to be a melee attack, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I, I rolled a lot a of tens. Weapon that you use. Wookie, oh. I want you to understand, you just rolled my actual maximum health. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. You rolled enough to actually kill me in one move. I How are you like level 10 and you have 66 health? <laughs> That's a good question. These fucking bards out here. I roll shitty. Look, I have a healing factor, though. Just take so. the average. I didn't know that was an option. Yeah. I'll allow it. Plus one. Well, it's nice to know now that I only have 66 health at level 10. So why? I have 92, but I'm down to 12 now. <laughs> Your hair sticks up on end as a faint wisp of smoke floats up above you. You're going to take 66. Anderson, you're going to take 33 points of damage. Oof. Jolting like a June bug. That did not feel very good, Mr. Beer. <laughs> Voltaire, you're up. Right, um... I am going to cast Insect Plague. I'm trying to make sure that I'm not going to, like, accidentally kill Alaria when I use it, though. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate because that. It has a 20-foot radius fear. So I need to see where I can cast it to see about... Yeah, that's fine. You'll catch him there. Yeah, but I'm trying to hit one of them and not hit her. I'll allow it. Okay, it's all the way back there. All right, so I'm going to cast Insect Plague there, and... Let you hit both these guys, actually. Oh, yeah, because I can aim a little higher up to the left. Why not? Uh, <laughs> I don't think I actually have to roll anything. Actually, wait, I think I do... It uh, spear spreads around corners. The sphere remains duration. When it appears, each target in it must make constitution saving throw. Count okay, saves. Hmm. 
Mm. Well, he's got a hefty count, so that's going to be a 15 for the Bahir. It doesn't say what the saving throw has to be, so I guess I just roll charisma. That's like, okay, uh, I think it gets your spell save DC, right? Oh, okay, then 14. So he's going to, but here's going to save. And then the Lightning Method has a plus zero, so that's going to be a six and a 12, so they'll both fail. Okay, and I have to roll four D10. I think only one of them are in the radius. Unless you move it over one, then he could hit both. Yeah, we got him hitting both. Oh, wait, I can actually just cast it like that, but. Yeah. I'm just trying to get this thing out of the way. The 4d10 is the damage. There was 38 damage. 38? Oh my. That is my only 5th level spell slot. It was that or Geese. And I was like, Geese, you want to help us? I have two 9s <laughs> and two 10s. Well rolled, sir. All right. See, the thing is, it, that plague stays as long as I can hold concentration. Yeah. Okay. So now I just have to stay safe. Good luck with that. I can I can finally deal damage. I don't know, a stray pebble could knock you out of concentration. I know. <laughs> Thinking a stray pebble could kill me. A banana Ooh. peel? Oh no. Alright, you guys watch. Lightning muffets are immediately devoured somehow by the beetles and insects inside of the insect swarm. They're dead. Any movement to Voltaire? You stay in put. Uh, if I move, they're going to get an attack of opportunity on me, which will kill my concentration. So, uh, I think I think I'm just going to like kind of set and kind of try to shield myself as best I can. Crouch, get low. All right, uh, Laria, you're up. mistake but actually no it's not a mistake i'm gonna do this instead that's not supposed to be a strength save why is that such a strength it's supposed to be a deck save same dc but deck save deck save uh oh do you have drag no. breath as a human uh it's from my sword I have a wicked dragon longsword that's been soaking the red dragon sword so it's fire. So it's 23 fire damage. Lumbering forward, the Bahir sees this huge gout of fire coming at it and tries to move out of the way, but the momentum carries his face right into the flames. 23. Ooh, that makes it easy for me. All right. I like it when math gets simple. Going to with my second strike with the crystal longsword. Hopefully, I can connect. Does the 16 hit? Just misses. Damn it. Okay. See, ripple off the crack. <laughs> no problem. All right. And then. Mm. 
guys are going to see lurking in the shadows, coming forward, also crackling with these flashes of lightning. Back where the Bahir stood, go, my Rilla, consume, devour the entire world, we might power our evil plans. Uh, a storm giant? Maybe. Okay. Are you just trying to kill us at this point? Hey, more body parts. You're welcome to take my human body parts. Like, how is that going to be useful? I try and not kill without a fun time in between the, your deaths and the killing. Oh, I'm stupid. Why didn't I use that? I'm an idiot. Mm, I feel our deaths are imminent here. Valoria, I will take Can I still human use body second parts wind? too. Okay. It's a bonus action. I didn't use that here. Of course, go ahead and use second wind. Roll up them to hit points. Anderson, we're back at the top. What do you do as this new figure, crackling with his dear devilish energies, rippling off the walls? Throw knives at him. Give me a perception check before you do. Ah, goddammit. Yep, he's definitely... I mean, I have a, I have a passive of 70. In the heat of the moment, you're actively trying to look at this guy and be like, ah, new guy, oh shit. And you throw knives at him. Uh, 27 would hit, but you see the blades, your holy bayonets, pass right through him. All right, I'm going to use the returning uh, feet of the blades to have it hit the giant lizard. 25 hits? Then I'm going to throw it back out and have Mm -hmm. it return again. 19 hits and then 26 hits. Good boomerang? Yes. With what? Have you ever played Kingdom Hearts? It's called Stormblade style. During your studies, you found an odd affinity for throwing weapons, and then under Stormblade style, there's returning attacks. You mastered the basics of Stormblade style, allowing you to ricochet even heavy weapons off of enemies. Bad ass. So you're doing three attacks on the Bahir? Yes. All three hit. Alright. Take the damage. 18 is 36 plus 14. That's 50 points of damage. I've got it. Gotcha. But here, you see him a lot less energetic all of a sudden. Getting taken down 50 points in one turn, he immediately starts looking around. The lightning crackling through his blood that drips down onto the cavern floor. The entire scene is being illuminated strangely as these gouts of electricity flash through the cavern, giving it a strobe light effect. We're gonna run away now, little lizard. <laughs> Lightning methods are going to go ahead and see if they're going to Yeah, why are they still around? One of them gets their breath back. Cool. Anderson. 
Mm, yes. Make a dexterity saving throw as you get hit. You get tickled in the back with lightning. No. Pretty please. No. You save. You're gonna take four no. points of lightning damage. Yeah. Voltaire. You're lucky that comes off of my temp HP. <laughs> All right. Dexterity saving throw. No, he didn't actually recharge his lightning. Oh, okay. But he did get an add 20 on you. Oof. Hey, so, you do? I always forget. Do I double the dice that I roll or double the damage from the dice? Double the damage. All right, so you're going to take four plus three. You're going to take... I think double the dice, but you know, it's up to you. I actually roll each one just like with slash R because I'm a scrub. What I do in my games whenever we hit critical us is like... No, thank you. What I always do is roll uh, max damage plus the roll. So if you're doing a D8 of damage, you do 8 plus your D8. So that's how it actually works in Call of Cthulhu. So, um, but I know it's a little different in Dungeons and Dragons. So you're going to take... Four plus three, seven plus one lightning Davin. So seven piercing and one lightning. All right. And how do I roll for concentration? Is it wisdom? Constitution. It's con. Constitution. Okay. Nice roll. Finally, something good. Hmm. Very good. Very good. That nice. My wife. <laughs> but here is going to go ahead. Oh, wait, no, hold on. Let me see if he re-rolls his, if he recharges his lighting. He doesn't need it. I don't think I typed that right. I mean, it was a D6. Rolling 1D6? Oh, I just had the slash. No, no, let me roll one more time to see if I can get it. No. <laughs> All right, so he's going to scoot forward towards you. Alaria. He's gonna try and claw you. Okay. No, he's gonna try and swallow you, actually. Oh. oh. Okay. That, that's definitely oh. worse. No, don't worry. <laughs> the, the inside's softer than the outside. You can do more damage. Yeah, but I need any more. Yeah. Also, how, how do you miss a melee attack inside of its throat? By not being able to swing. <laughs> Well, you just slide with your slide down its gullet with the blade out. It has to snag on something eventually. There's too much saliva. I'm gonna go Prince of Persian on this. All right, so does a 22 hit you? Yeah. You all watch, and Alaria gets swallowed. Well, how come he gets to swallow things instantly, but the toad has to bite and swallow? Because he's a gargantuan creature. <laughs> and? The toad was only large. It was huge. But it wasn't gargantuan. <laughs> also, that's very small looking for a gargantuan creature. Gargantuan is actually normally only about 9 by 9 Or 4 by 4 it's nine squares, I think. I don't know. It doesn't look that intimidating. I know. 
Oh god, it's growing larger. <laughs> Ew. Is it because it ate Alvaria? <laughs> it gained it Alvaria's power. Okay. That would not be good. <laughs> How much damage am I taking? 25. 25. I am unconscious. Oh. It was fine, guys. Boy, are you in for a rude awakening. Yes, Wookie's trying to kill us. Me? Voltaire's doing good this time. Well, that's going to be the end of the Bahir's turn. Yeah, oh, wait. Let me see. He's got two attacks. No, he doesn't. Shush. Hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's do this. Inside oh, with uh, bullet. <laughs> Wookie, it, <laughs> on the on the end of its turn, it has to make another uh, Constitution saving throw. Okay. Am I in that radius now? No, no you're, you're inside. Well, you're inside of it. Yeah, I'm gonna say I understand you're in range. Not really. Makes sense. Oh, but he rolled a two. Ugh. Does a twelve hit you? What? Does a 12 hit you? You feel this large tail snaking around and trying to constrict you. Wait, who? You, Anderson. Oh, no. Well, fine. It's nowhere near close. Able to jump out of its range, no problem. And that's going to be the end of his turn. I need to roll a con save. I think he's got a plus six. Does a 16 save? A 16 does save, so he's going to take another uh, 4d10 damage, but he's only going to take half of that. So let me roll for damage real fast. So, 9 damage. You guys watch, like in The Mummy, the scarabs just continue to eat him away. Ew. Oh my god, that's so gross. Voltaire, you're up. <laughs> Um, I can't really do anything because I have to keep concentration. Wait a minute, that's not how I it mean, works. You yeah. can yell slurs you can at him. Best other spells as long as they're not concentration. Exactly. Oh, oh okay. Well, that helps a lot. It's only very um, specific spells that say you can't do other things while concentrating. Like Let invisibility. Me... Like there's spells that require concentration, but yeah, as long as it's not another concentration spell, you should be able to cast. You can cast cantrips. I'm reading Dimension Door to see if. Okay, Are you Alaria, going in? Alaria, what is your size? Medium. Are we doing a fantastic voyage right now? Uh, we can't because I can only bring size small. small you can it shove into its mouth and try to teleport me out? <laughs> uh, yeah. I was going to, but I would have to remove your legs in order to get you to fit back to this dimension door. <laughs> and I don't think you'd appreciate. If, if only you were still a kobold. Well, yeah, I was still a kobold. Yeah, but instead I'm the kobold. <laughs> um, I'm going to cast Fireball at it. Oh, no. Fireball? Uh, Alaria inside? Uh, yeah, don't worry, she's inside it. It's fine. That's <laughs> not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> I still take the damage. <laughs> 
careful if you're inside of it. I feel like I would have to blow through it. The Kamehameha, a perfect circle through the Bahir, then Alaria might take damage, but hopefully she's like lower in the digestive digestive track. Uh, cast it at fourth level. Oh. So it has to make a DC of 14. Makes it. Okay. So I have to take half of that. So you take another 9 damage. 90, 11, because it's 22 total. I'm going to say you don't take any of the damage because uh, Bahir's not swallowing half the fireball. Okay. Good. I yep, to the mouth. <laughs> Godzilla he wants circuit. to kill me. I'm stopping him from experimenting on the children. <laughs> this is a sign the children... Hey, wait, yeah, let's just throw the children out there and they can be distractions. <laughs> oh, yeah, can I can... roll to throw child? <laughs> They're probably, like, way over behind Glabagool. How much damage does a thrown child do? Yeah, you'd be surprised. If you hit someone with a thrown child in the right spot, you could kill them. Oh, are, wait, 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 hold are, Can are I pick you up asking a about the child damage or the damage <laughs> caused by the child? The damage caused by the child. Okay. You kidding? Why would I care what happens to the kid? Wookie, can I throw a child? Alaria, it is your turn. I need you to make a death saving throw. It's one. Yeah. And I take damage from being constricted in its body, right? The acid. Take a little bit of stomach acid damage. Okay. 17 points of digestion. Any amount of damage is an automatic fail, so one more and I'm gone. Can I see Alaria in its mouth? Probably not at this point. Maybe when it first swallowed me, but not now. I forgot I had a telekinetic eye. <laughs> that would have been useful, but, you know, too late. It would. Looking up at the Bahir, you see two little feet sticking out of this lightning crackle jaws. And over the Bahir, you see, looming above you all, the storm giant, which is waving around this lightning sword. Delicious cooked meat. It's mm, eating cool. your food, bro. <laughs> There's not going to be meat left. Back around to the top, Anderson. Yeah, same as the first. That hits. So that first, that first attack is enough to kill it. How do you want to kill? I know, it's just throwing the bayonet at it, and once it ricochets back off, he's gonna do like a little sideways flip and throw it back. Absolutely. Your first blade slices through the Bahir's neck, and then coming back, ricocheting off its spinal cord, you see the head flop to the side as it spills over onto the ground in a giant wash of acid. You all see the familiar form of Laria spill out in a pool of this bubbling, corrosive goo. Ew. 
Barely breathing. Very shallow breaths. Where are the other two attacks going? I mean... Oh, wait. Uh, three attacks. I'm sorry. I didn't realize you had four attacks. Yeah, it's two attacks, but with ricochet. Gotcha. So, boing, boing, So, if the first two were enough to kill him, that means I can throw this at one other thing. So, instead of throwing it, I'm gonna mithril tornado these two near me. So... What's the AC of 13. these two? Oh. Yeah, they take 13 plus 6. Yep, they're dead. Nice. And at this point, you guys are no longer in combat, although the wild gesticulations continue above you, throwing these flashing lights all across the cavern in these strange arcing shadows. You hear his booming voice continue down from above. Doesn't seem to be attacking. Thank like God. Stop concentrating on the bugs that are currently killing the lorry. <laughs> I need to make a saving throw versus them. Uh, no. Not as long as it didn't spit you out into the range. Now you just happen to be right outside of this black cloud of death. Yeah, because it was like right here, wasn't it? If I remember correctly, it was a one one square above you, yes. Uh, does lucky. anyone here have any like vials or jars on their person? I don't like where this line of questioning's leading, Voltaire. I would like to collect blood from this beast. Do you have anything else more pressing that you would want to do? Mm, uh, yeah, we're going to deal with him. I was just wondering before I forget to ask. All right, yeah, no, sure. You step over the corpse of your friend, Alaria, whose breath becomes ever more shallow. Start lopping up all this blood from the Bahir, which tickles you as you try and, like, scoop it into a jar. I was going to heal her. I was just asking the question first before I forgot. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and cast uh, Cure Wounds on Alaria. God, thank you. It's about to have Glabagool come up here and get a health motion at this one. Oh my god, I can't believe you. Voltaire, oh. honestly, you're not taking your level. job of team healer very seriously. I'm not the healer, though. That's the thing. I can heal you for 16 points, and then I can also hit myself with a syringe and heal you more. It's 25 if you upcast. It puts the higher level casting on a different thing, but the, the 16 and 9. I don't okay. know why it separates it. It's weird. Roll 20. What are you doing? Okay. I can do that, and then I can also hit my. Hey, Anderson, can, would you like to be touched myself. by this little syringe here i just needed to be conscious <laughs> wake up and i slap you with with healing hand <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I will go ahead and cast Cure Wounds on myself as well. So can I see if there's any like actual body parts I can get from this thing? Like I know I want to feed its brain to the troll, just because I the elder brain. Sure, its brains are easy to scoop out since it's already decapitated. Thanks to Anderson, you go ahead, get your spoon out, get the ice cream scoop. All right, I know you said I got a jar of its blood. Um, I would like to collect some of its teeth and claws. You might want protection doing that. You grab onto one of its claws and immediately feel a bolt of electricity ripple through your body. It's going to take one point of lightning damage. Yep. Which is why I was afraid to hit it with a melee attack, because you take lightning damage when you make it bleed. <laughs> Don't worry, it's not a lot. That was just from touching the claw. <laughs> Voltaire will eventually be an undead abomination. It's not scared of lightning, but mm. okay. So I already fed its brain over and I got a jar of its blood. What's the name of this thing? This is a Bahir. This is the same creature that caused the horrible wounds to Lothum, uh, to Lorthum, the beholder, whose eyes you currently have sewn to your body. Uh, yes. How do you spell? I'll just look up how to spell Bahir. B-E-H-I-R. All right. Yeah, they're 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 not fun. Man, I was one fail save away. Yeah, and how you feel? I didn't even get a save. No, I mean it's getting a little more dangerous as you guys move up in level, especially without Goliath here to protect you all and hide behind his big broad shoulders. I also still have an armor class of only 15. Like, I need to do some shopping. I have an AC of 18, but that doesn't mean much when they make me make saving throws. <laughs> See, my issue is I have a total of 170 platinum and leather armor. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, little, uh, a little dead in most combat scenarios. Um, can I fly over to this storm giant and be like, excuse me? Beware my awesome powers. I control the storm, the lightning, the rain, the very winds that blow through your body and lungs. Bow down and witness my awesome power. Sir, there is no rain. We are in a cave. Oh, you've never seen an inside cave storm? Behold! And a little tiny cloud starts like circling in a swirl above you, and then you feel the little little pitter patter of rain that starts to come down on you. Yes! <laughs> yes! Are you amazed? <laughs> this man is clearly insane. <laughs> Uh, well, sir, uh, why are you here? I am the Keeper of the Way, the Feeder of the Lightning Clan. All the things will be roasted under my electric touch. He reaches out and gives you a little prick, and you feel 
like when you rub a balloon, the static electricity like zap you, and it's quite uncomfortable, but you don't take any damage. Ah, yes, I see. I've heard of you. Very terrifying man. I'm very famous. The stories of my untold (laughs) cruelty echo throughout the Underdark. Yes, they do, and Hey, is, is, the, is that the sword of legend? It is indeed. <laughs> the all-powerful sword, Excalibur itself, the Holy Blade. Oh, could, could I see that to catalog its awesome powers? Witness its might, and behold! And he holds it out to you? Uh, I'd like to take it and start to inspect it. Hey. Hey, you get back here. That's not yours. What are you doing? I, th- I thought he was handing it out to me to inspect the catalog. Right, but you're uh, just, you're just stealing it. it uh, well, I wasn't going to take it away immediately. I was going to see if it's actually worth anything before I just walk off. Uh, you see, can it does I roll, see. like, inspection or something? Give me a history check or an arcana check. Damn, see, if I was still a gnome, I would have advantage. <laughs> oh, I, I, I do have a history with a plus six to it. So, I'm an expert in history. Uh, 19? You look over this sword and its intricate carved runes. You see that this is probably from one of the Storm Giants clans. And the more you look at it, you find that this particular sword surrounds one tail that is, well, it's traveled from the Storm Giants clans down throughout many of the races down below. You see that this is the fabled sword of Excalibur itself. This sword is past, stuck in a giant boulder. And any storm giant that is able to free this sword becomes the ruler of the storm giant clan. Or so the rumor hmm. goes. Hmm. So if we take the sword, we become the rulers? No, we're not storm giants. Hmm. I would like to tell him, well, uh, thank you for this, and I'll, I'll bring it back as soon as I'm done making sure that the world knows of its power and that your name is in fact associated with it yes go and spread my word and show them the power of the symbol yes spread my legend far and wide I shall remain here guardian of the stone the shrine from which our clan shall rise again to greatness (laughs) alright so I I guess I have Excalibur now. Even you swords. What? What kind of sword is it? Is it a great sword? Long sword? It's funny seeing Voltaire in his cobalt form trying to pick this thing up. It's twice as long as he is. So it's gone into full anime sword territory. Well, you see, I, I have my telekinetic eye and I'm just going to carry it with that. Mm. Oh, like Alucard. Badass. Alright, so I got Excalibur down. I do need to know what, like, the stats of it are. I've taken a note. 
and as you guys look over this sword trying to figure out what are the stats of this thing you move out of the cavern it's crackling lights echoing behind you as you move deeper towards Blinkton Stone we're going to take a five minute break Megabyte too large to work on roll 20. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get the effort of remaking it.
How great would it be if we just switched the entire possession over to just hums and ho hums? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we all turn into Kenny for the rest of the session. <laughs> <laughs> All the, all that Kenny's voice is is Trey Parker actually reading lines into his hand. Yep, that makes about sense. But that's why if you put on subtitles, Kenny actually does have lines. You just can't understand them. Interesting. And when they say the famous words of "You killed Kenny, you bastards," they're talking to the, they're talking to themselves. As you all continue, following Jim Jar, Topsy and Turvy closely behind, occasionally consulting each other on which way to go through the branching passageway, up through this corridor. Some rocks rain down from above, sprinkling you all in the soft loam of the Underdark. Looking up at the ceiling, you see it writhe with gargantuan worms. Or so you think for a terror-filled second before focusing, looking closer. Each of these thick strands as wide as a purple worm, white, burrowing through the earth makes the soil breathe, occasionally dropping these wet earth down upon your heads. And you press forward. I think I need you guys on this map. Is this the right map? No. We'll just put you here for now. Armucus. Armucus? Armucus? Never mind. So, as you all continue... I need one of you to try and give Jim Jar a hand as you come to this huge waterfall and you're not sure. It seems the passageway just ends abruptly. Except either a survival or a nature check to try and figure out which way to proceed. Let me see. I think I'm proficient with survival. I am. I have a plus five. Well, I have a plus six to nature. I believe he has for survival check. So, survival or nature, either one, you choose. We'll go with the 16. Valaria, would you like to roll? Yeah, go ahead. So as Voltaire boldly marches off in the direction, you gently grab him by the shoulder and start proceeding to cross and forward across the shallow 
underground river, and then you come to a cross and see behind the waterfall a classic hidden passageway. Again, you all continue for a few hours, and your path intersects a huge chasm that rises thousands of feet above you. Its walls sparkle with pulsing blue through an omnipresent mist that allows you glimpse through the rolling neon floats to the scale of this mountainous scar that bisects this underground passage. Huge shadows cast from white mycelium dance around the party. The backlight of phosphorescent penetrates through the hundreds of feet wide tendrils. The thousands of these mycelium shed a rippling light across your passageway. The rivers of water that flow through the fingers of the fungus bend the blue light like the reflections in a pool, giving you all a psychedelic far out feel as you pass through this tiny cavern. Tiny in that it's only, you'd say maybe 10 feet wide, but extends thousands of feet above you. And we're following Jim Jar. I'm right, you are. I know exactly where I'm headed. Topsy comes up next to him. Um, Jim Jar, I think, uh, I think we should take this path right here. Go down there. This seems to be much more well-traveled. You see the footprints in the, in the soft earth here? I think this is, uh, I think we're almost there. Right, we are. I was just about to show you over here. Let's go this way. Follow me. You guys are led over into this into this passageway that continually expands. You see that a lot of the walls have been recently worked over and the floor is smooth as if it's been cleared from rubble recently. And then all these smaller holes start to open up as you guys continue. First, there's only one every few feet and then there's one, two, they're being dug into and on top of each other. The cavern way is just littered with these holes and then you hear the tink 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 sounds of a pick shovels working the hard earth as you continue as you come around to bend you see a deep gnome with a headlamp pushing a cart on these rail tracks and taking a large bout uh, a large barrel of ore and piling it into a pile looks back at you all Oh, hey, what's going on here, then? Is that you, Jim Jar? Oh, sure is, mate. Dasgo, I haven't seen you in a long while. How you been? I bring it there, mate. And these two come into each other and start giving each other big bell pats on the backs, hugs, our hat all the way around. Yeah, go ahead and introduce me to your friends. Who are these folks over here? I gotta ask. I have to ask questions. Do they have Australian accents because they come from a land down under? <laughs> is that your reasoning? Oh, hey, hey, you, this one's got a lot of sense of humor. Yeah, the, that there's Voltaire. He's, um, he's a wisecracker. He is a bit of a sticky hands. Make sure you watch your possessions on him. Just stole that sword, he did. Seen him with my own, too. I, I, 
There's no problem as long as it's not anyone I know. It was given willingly. And this here is Alaria the Uncursed. Ah, well, lovely make your acquaintance. Puts out a little, um, puts out a little paw and offers a handshake. I'll take it, sure. Gives you a friendly handshake. And you're surprised. He's got a strong grip. Clearly his life of mine has been giving him a strong back. And you guys... I will grip equally as strong. Oh, hey, hey. uh, Not trying to get into competitions with you. Come on over this way. Glad to see y'all made it through the underdark. This is rather dangerous these days. And you guys are walked over. And you see quite a sizable operation. The uh, Pickshine Mines see a pretty extensive network of tunnels, these tracks that interconnect each one of them, these carts that are wheeled through each one of these branching tunnelways back to a center area where the ores are compiled, sorted through, and you see a caravan brimming to the top, about ready to leave. Actually, fantastic. Glad you all showed up wonderful timing i need a little bit of help uh, extra security on our way back to blinkton stone uh, happy to have you accompany the cargo of horse on our way back if i if you have us sure wonderful let's get on our way and you guys hear like a little whistle blow as the micro train starts Of course, it's an electric train, so I don't know why it's making steam engine noise. When you're underground, you want to make sure everything's electrified as possible. Carbon monoxide in the mines. Bad combination. You don't want to be messing with fire in the mine. Indeed. So are we riding on this train or are we walking beside it? This is one of those toy trains that you see around Christmas, like for little tiny kids, but instead of kids, it's carrying just a way overloaded with ore. It's struggling. So while you can ride it, uh, the rest of the gnomes that are accompanying the caravan are going to be looking over like, seriously, he gets to ride? Why does he get to Why does he get to ride? That's not fair. Oh, oh, she's just going to clap her up there. And, uh, well, fine. I mean, I do suppose it's a huge problem, but... Uh, I feel like Roy, eh? It's not safe, you know? Safety first. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Debating whether or not Voltaire even walks or he just uses the telekinetic eye to kind of float. It's either you float or you carry the sword. I believe it can do both because that's how the holder stays up. Fair I don't know. I have to look at their eyes. So you can. <laughs> you all come through this outer area of Blingdon Stone. You see that there is quite a lot of activity and a bit of a tent city set up out here. And as you pass through, you draw these suspicious, distrustful glances as those from those that you pass by making your way over to this huge wall. Directly adjacent to the wall, you see a strange bit of stonework. These 
mounts, these huge square-like spots where the train is being led over to and stops abruptly next to, and the carts are offloaded onto these huge square slabs, which, with a groan, you see up above, these earth elementals begin to lift a hoist mechanism as these giant carts are lifted up these sloping walls over to the top of the main gate. Hey, I really appreciate it. Glad you're looking out. It's a bit of a... Hey, there seems to be a bit of madness going on through the Underdark these days. It's a bit of frazzled, these, uh, everyone here. Getting overworked, but... Sooner we get everything tip-top, the more profit we make, the more capital we can bring in, the faster we'll be able to bring, rebuild Blinged Stone, return it to its former glory. Damn. Not really staying long, from what I know. We're just more making a pit stop to drop off some people. You're mighty happy you did. We've been missing these three and happy to see them back. There's many people returning to Blingdon Stone these days. Scattered all about, we are. And whenever we can have our family return home, happy to see it. And we'll be sure to make it worth your while. Go on over, go see the. Uh, Go see the digger Matox. He'll be able to help you out, set things straight with you. Alright. I'll be sure to do that. Oi, oi, you lazy guards over here. Straighten up. Come on, come on. Hey, he's our honored guests. They brought back Jim Shaw, Topsy, and Turvey. You see these guards, um, stand up from throwing dice and waddle on over. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, sure, I wouldn't bring them all over to the guards. Don't see any problem with that. That's right, you will. Make sure they're seen through the maze and drop them off inside, will you? And give them instructions on how to get to the, the ruling court there. They'd be uh, interested to hear their story. All right, here we go. And you guys are led over to this very large gate. You see that it's worked in solid metal. You see reinforced with adamantine intricate carvings of this metal you cannot identify into the shapes of runes and different symbols that add, well, you feel like magical protections emanating from them. They call up to the guards on top of the walls. Oi, even up. We're, we're moving through the maze. They slowly open. And you guys see this branching, intersecting hallway before you. This place is mighty well guarded. Hey, we, you, know, you get a little paranoid. After what we've been through, we have. Make sure that you all make sure that your defenses are tip top, so. Nothing happens like it did. And you guys are seen through this area. Coming through the gate, you are guided through these branching corridors and passageways. It's a Larius token, why not? All the while, you hear the groan of the carts 
heavy with the ore above you on this separate passageway just out of sight. As they bypass the maze that you work your way through, you're led around these sharp corners. You see that the defenses up above you are occasionally glimpsed down by the odd deep gnome eyes inspecting the area below. But your guards wave them off. Oh, wait, Nate, Nate. Don't you throw that molten lava down on us. We're just passing through, not intruders. And you're led all the way around until you find yourselves at the front of another gate. And with a secret knock, little slit opens up. Hey, 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 what's going on here, these guys? Hey, bring it back, Jim John. Yeah, bring it back, Jim John. Uh, Topsy and Turvy, let us in. How do I know that it's not some sort of illusion? Just gonna physically pick up Topsy and just put it up to the grate. All right, yeah, that's pretty convincing. <laughs> Slit closes, and then you hear the mechanisms from behind the gate start to open it. <laughs> And you guys are admitted into Blingdenstone. I'll set Topsy back down, kind of dust him off a little from the dirt earlier. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, John. I, uh, I <laughs> wasn't sure what you were about to do. I saw this one time there was this guy in uh, Mantle Terrath. He just threw this deep gnome through the air. He did it twice? Yeah. I guess I have a little PTSD. I won't throw you unless absolutely necessary. Well, yeah, that's good. Could they hear us earlier discussing throwing them at the Badir? Or Badir? The uh, Bahir? Well, yeah, sure, we heard that, but we thought you were kidding. I mean, as long as Antonov's not here to throw us around, like, actually throw us all over the place, we think we're fine. But, I mean, we did have that bad experience, and just witnessing that kind of stuff really sticks with you. I would like to point to the troll's face and be like, look at this. Does this look like the face of a man who makes jokes? Well, actually, yeah, it kind of does. I, it it kind of looks like you have a puppet. The <laughs> troll's going to blow him a kiss. Oh my god, not this again. A little bit. I'm reporting you to HR for seriously this time. Yo, you HR. You leave the Underdark behind you? and step into what looks like another world. These aren't sinister drow caverns or harsh bare stone, but a subterranean land of warm colors and welcoming smells. The deep gnomes you see about their business glance up at you with suspicion, but you instinctively understand that you face no threat here. One of the guards escorting you abandons his severe frown to give you a deep nod and prompts you past the inner gate. Hey, uh, welcome to Blinged Stone, travelers. Hello, can you tell me where I might be able to find some armor specially made to work around my um, augmentations? I say gesturing to the eyes and troll head. I That's feel a... like plate armor doesn't really work for me at the moment. That's quite a unique body you got there, friend. Hey. Figure you gotta get most of your armor custom made, yeah? 
I could seek to upgrade mine as well. Yeah, we get most of our materials in from Gracklestig, but I'm sure that you'll be able to work with some of the raw materials here. Our, our smiths are quite talented, and I'm sure they'll be able to bore a hole through some of the plate armor and perhaps another helmet welded on there. I, they might be able to set you up. I have a question about my telekinetic eye because I feel like I'm going to start using it a lot more. What can't it hold? Like, can it hold an object that is like a flaming ball of fire? Like, say you just got like a ball of rags and dunked it in lantern oil. Could you hold that up while it's lit with the telekinetic eye? Yes, because what you're actually holding in that case are the flaming rags. If you're actually asking me, can I hold plasma? I think there no. are some physics around that that would actually make it difficult. Not that I know how the physics of telekinesis works. I was just wondering if I could, like, forge or get forging steel, like red hot, and just pick it up and chuck it at children. Why children? Uh, yeah, why? <clears throat> why children specifically? It doesn't have to be children. It's just... There's a it good chance it will be children. It wouldn't be topsy turvy and I. I mean, even though we're kid-sized, we're fun-sized. You wouldn't throw that at us, right? As he says fun-sized, the, the troll's going to snarl a little bit. Okay, let's keep moving. Right, it's say well. Not me, it's the troll. He concerns us, too. Right, so uh, Digamatok Hole is going to be over there. You're going to take your right, your right, then your left. Three more rights, and then continue straight on till you get to this giant cavern. That's where you want to go. All right. Is there any other shopping that you need to do while we're here? Besides armor? Um... Not particularly. Is there anyone around that would know anything about the sword we're carrying? Uh, might be wise. Huh? That might be wise to get it identified. As you guys proceed away from the gate, you see around this particular area, this is the entryway. The most established part of Blingdenstone, and Immediately what you first notice is that this entire area is about halfway cleaned up. There was some horrible battle, a complete genocide, a massacre that they are still recovering to. Uh, they're still recovering from to this day. You see the scars, the low population, the clawing back of commerce, the very basics have been established, but not too many luxuries. Other than that, the stalls that are set up here, you see the massive amounts of ore being brought in, are being carted over to the forges, and those are being worked into some more basic materials. These large blocks are being taken out and set up into these huge boxes and getting ready to be crated off to Mantle Dareth or wherever else they might go in the Underdark. And next to them, although that is the largest of the operations going on, you see a few more tents. You see uh, minerals, salts, different bowls of these finely worked products being sold. 
in addition to some more mushroom fields that are being tilled and sold, their wares being sold in the stalls adjacent. But no, like, smiths selling stuff. Right next to the main smithery, the main... What do you call a blackjack? A blackjack. What do you call a blacksmith's establishment? A forge? Forge. Yeah, all right, uh, yeah. Next to the main forge, there, you do see some. Is there a term for the building that used the forge? I think they called it the forge, not the forgery. Um, it might be the smithery. You may have had that right. I can't remember exactly. The forgery might be something else. You see a, a whole bunch of copyrighted material, but it's really low <laughs> res. There, there's two different words for it. One depends on if it's outside or inside, because you're referring to the workshop or the entire building. I can't remember the difference in the names, though. So you see I both of those different. things that we can't remember. And right outside, in a very ramshackle tent, you do see um, Schmitty's Smithery. It seems to have some blades, some armor for sale. approach there you see a guy on the inside with two other deep gnomes and they are spinning it seems to be like it almost looks like a dreidel but as it stops you see these different carved into the sides of it numbers and as it comes to a halt Schmitty like stands up triumphantly yeah yeah, you like that? You like how that feels? Oh, how does that taste in your mouth? Oh, it's so good. And he reaches down to a pile of uh, platinum and gold. Ah, oh, yeah, well, better luck next time, mates. And the other two, deep down. Ah, oh, yeah, well, come on, hey, double or nothing. Come on, Schmitty. <clears throat> wait, 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 hold on. Jim Jar steps forward. Hey, um, uh, you mind if I get in on this action here? Eh? Yeah, sure, like dear one. actually have some customer shop relations proposed. That I believe nope. I have sleight of hand. I might be able to help out with this. <laughs> uh, business first. Uh, business first. One second there, chum. I'll get back to you in a moment. Uh, how can Schmitty help you, eh? What do you have in the ways of armor? Uh, I suppose if you have anything that'll fit one of my size. Yeah, of course, I might have something he might like. He uh, just had this shipment in from Grackelstug. Let's see what we can go through. And he starts sending out different wares. So, what are you looking for? Um, is it all standard or is any of it magic? Hey, you're looking for magic, eh? Well, how about this? And he wheels out one of these, like, um, it's not a mannequin, but it's one of those things that people use, like tailors use, to create garments on. Mm -hmm. I just finished this one. It came back from the enchantments this morning. And what specifically are you looking for? Um, enchanted full plate would be nice. Right here, here, here. This is full plate, and it's enchanted with... Um, is like plus two to strength a thing? I'm not sure what kind of yeah. enchantments are. <laughs> yeah, uh, you usually have like a plus two to AC, uh, bonuses to resistance. Um, some of them could you, be. You can have it's made out of mithril. It could be lighter to not give disadvantage on stealth. 
You can have enchantments that increase the actual stats of someone, though, because, like, the belt of giant strength increases your strength to 19. That, that is true. We'll say that this is Mithril. It's plus two, and it's going to have a... I'm feeling generous. Let's say it's a plus one to strength. Okay. This is one of my finest creations it is. Does that plus one go above 20? Yeah. Okay. Doesn't really do me any good, but sure. Uh, How much are you looking for? Well, not everything valuable in platinum and gold these days, my friend. How are you feeling about an errand? What kind of errand? Well, I mean, it's not a big deal per se. I just need you to go and do a certain place and retrieve a certain someone from a certain group of people. How about I give you this instead? I'm going to pull out the stone speaker crystal. <gasps> Where'd you get that? As a gift from a friend. Don, you, you give it here. You got it. Yep, yep. Fair exchange. No refunds. <laughs> All right. And so he takes take it. Yeah. Not telling him that it's already been used. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to ask if it had been like fully dead. <laughs> That's a good question. Let me look that up and see if that, I think it recharges actually. Oh, no. He's going to immediately take the crystal and look through its prismatic colors. Hey, pretty. Hey. <laughs> so it's plus two mithril plate. How damn. So I have a question about prestigitation. Hey, what's your question? What's your question there, mate? What's your prestigitation question? So it can create a harmless sensory effect. Yeah, sure can. How do you classify harmless? Well, as long as you don't give me the fades. Oh god, I can't believe I just said that. If it is harmless just mean as long as you don't take physical damage from it? Well, some people might consider mental damage. Uh, some call metal stress to be uh, damage. Uh, you might uh, also cause uh, monetary damage. That also could be. Uh... My question is: Could I blind someone for an hour? Could I make them just see black? So how is how is not making their eyes work not damaging? I mean, it it doesn't actually like it's not permanent and. It's just a harmless sensory effect. All right, so the crystal regains 1d6 plus 4 expended charges daily at dawn. You may have have cheated yourself out on that deal. Yeah, maybe. I didn't realize that it had charges. It's fine. I'm, I'm about to try to gamble him for it back. But don't worry, I have another idea with prestidigitation. So I believe that prestidigitation would have been a more small scale, like 
You can create a minor illusion, like blacking out someone's eyes, like placing perfectly the perfect voids in front of their eyes that move around wherever they're trying to look. Might be a little too difficult of a magic to weave. I mean, blindness is a spell, is it not? I have no idea, to be honest. I, I'm reading the description. It has a harmless sensory effect, such as shower sparks, puff of wind. So yeah, minor things like that. I know we've already said I can use it to make someone's mouth filthy, which I do plan on doing, because I can make just the worst taste imaginable in your mouth for an hour and make your teeth look dirty while I do it. You fiend, you're the worst Tinder data on the planet. So blindness, deafness is a level is a second level necromancy spell. Cast a spell using the spell. Turning off their ears, just making absolute silence. But I guess I wouldn't be able to block noise. So in blindness, deafness, you can blind or deafen a foe. So since this is a spell that's second level, it's a little bit out of the purview of a cantrip. All right. I was thinking about using it to help me cheat at gambling. Just flip the dice over real fast when he's blind. Oh, you want to do some Jedi shit? Yeah, I'm already going to use prestidigitation to probably change the like cover of the dice. Give the dice a little nudge. Anyway, well, I I'm going to wait until after like uh, he decides to sell me armor and be like, "Well, how about I just play it for him?" Hey, what are you looking for? Me. First things first. What are you trying to buy? Um, well, I wear light armor more, but I, I would like the strongest light armor you could muster, preferably something easily um, modified to fit more augmentations. Because <laughs> the glamour instead of leather. It's plus one, and you could modify it to look however you want. I'm hoping for something with a bit of a magical effect to it, because my stats right now are kind of terrible. My highest stat is a 15. No, it's a 16. That's my constitution. Yeah, friend, I think I might have just what you're looking for. And he brings out another one of these uh, mannequins. <laughs> and what you see is a dress with a bunch of, with a frilly lace and one of the brightest pinks that you've seen down here in the Underdark. Now, hold on, I know what you're thinking. It's a bit too girly for me, but wait until you see this. And he gives it a tap. And it immediately changes into like a pretty snazzy black dress. Like one of those form-fitting professional, uh, what you'd expect to see a secretary wearing? Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, what do you think of that, eh? What does it do to stop me from death? Death? Nothing. But it makes your curves look real good. Plus two to charisma. I actually am tempted to take that. <laughs> like 
all I all I could imagine when you was describing the pink dress was the troll head sticking out the front with a little tiara <laughs> on it, and I was like, "Well, this is perfect for combat because I could just roll intimidation with everything <laughs> while making the soul the troll head sing like little uh, like." Ring around the rosy and things like that in a terribly screechy, high pitched voice. Yeah, but... yeah. That's a good idea, mate. And you get to be a pretty princess. Is there any chance you could actually put any armor padding on underneath it? Yeah, I suppose I could see uh, I could work with. Uh going to substantially increase the price here. Uh, what do you say? Uh, 500 gold. How about I play it for it? I say picking up his dice and shaking them in my hand. As you've been continuing your conversation, he's been coming increasingly more twitchy. He is tapping his foot. He's scratching his forearms. Oh, thank God. I need a new fix right quick. All right, where do you play? Uh, Snake Eyes over under? What, what are you doing there? Whatever your favorite is, I'll I'll give you the advantage here. It being your establishment. High roller it is. All right, go ahead and roll it up and see who rolls the highest. Right, and what am I rolling? Go ahead and roll a d6. I would say, uh, let, let's do a quick two out of three, just so I know that I get the, uh, the gist of the game first. Best fair, all right. Let's go ahead and roll it up. Yeah, three and one. Ooh. So as he takes the dice, you see him do this flick the wrist. And uh, while he's trying to be surreptitious, you see him drop the die that you rolled into his breast pocket and flick out, like fish out another die. All right, here I go. I'm going to roll this one up for all the marbles. Come on, daughters need a new bag. That's one for me, mate. I would like to pick up the die and inspect it. You immediately tell it's a loaded die. Hey, what are you doing? I gotta make my second roll, mate, and they're back. Hey, uh, oh, um, I, apolo I apologize. Yes, of course. I hand it back to him and I get ready to cast Prestigitation. Right, here we go. You gotta be a bag and an eight of one. Can I roll sleight of hand? Damn, here on high on that D6, Wookie. So he is really trying to... Uh, this is a dexterity throw on his part. He is trying to roll the loaded die onto the six. Okay. I, I thought that was like a... Uh, it's a really loaded die type of situation. I'm not really but, sure. I mean, I know how loaded die are supposed to work. They're always supposed to like go on the... Set, on the on the, you know, the, the one it's that they're loaded to, for. Which, whichever loaded die is just, it's heavier in one spot than the others. So it, 
say the one is directly across from the six, the one it would be heavier. So it's going to land on top of the one more. More often, but it still requires a little bit of finesse, a little bit of skill yeah. to get it on there. So yeah, no he, matter what, a loaded die will not all. It's not like Road to El Dorado. Believe me, I I know how to cheat at gambling games. So he's going to roll with advantage on this d6. And he gets a three. Hey, that's two for me and one for you, son. I'm sorry. It looks like you're just going to be handing over a whole bunch of gold to me. And then you cast Prestidigitation as it's starting to, like, wobble onto the three. Do I need to roll for sleight of hand or stealth? Let me look up prestidigitation real fast. Is there a ver- verbal somatic component uh, to it? Uh, yes, but I was wondering if the troll head could say it. <laughs> Go ahead and make a stealth check at advantage. That way I could be talking while it says <laughs> it. <laughs> Just throw in your voice. Natural yep. 20. Natural 20. <laughs> So he looks down at the troll head as he's casting prejudicitation. He's like, oh my god, the thing's grotesque. And you see the die do that thing where it rocks on top of the three and then spins over like twice. It does like a backflip onto the one. Well, well, I just say, I can't believe it. I, I, yeah, I don't want to say that the dice isn't perfectly reasonable and a good set of dice this is really unfortunate for me I yeah, you know just uh, go and take the dress I'm uh, uh, quite perplexed at what just happened I need to go lie down I just lost I, I a wanna, lot of money I want to grab the die and say very loudly you know that that seems to be a common problem with loaded dice when they've been used sure, 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 hey, hey, hey. quiet quiet quiet, quiet, like, quiet, quiet. Hold, the two deep moan behind him the two deep gnome behind him are going to be like, hey, what, what did you just say? Nothing. They didn't say anything. Go back to your mind, your own business, boys. All right, go ahead and get out of here. You're going to fucking get my ass beat. Is the crystal still in his pocket? <laughs> the crystal is still in his pocket. And okay. it's in his back pocket, and you see it jutting out, and it's coming out of his back pocket by a full, like, 16 inches. I would like to hold up the crystal, like kind of leaning it back behind my head. Or not the crystal, the die. Still talking about, I don't know. It seems like it's not exactly weighted. And I'm going to roll for sleight of hand to pick his pocket as he leans for the dice. He's jumping up into the air. You're like doing the bully thing where you got his lunch money and you're like, jump for it, jump for it. And he's leaping up, trying to grab it again and again. You go to hit and pick his pocket. Well, on second thought, may- maybe it is perfectly balanced, like you said, and I want to put it in his hand. Like, well, have <sighs> a nice you. day and walk away quickly. Wonderful. I always come on back to Smitty's. Your business is over to welcome here. Voltaire's never got a chance to show how useful he can actually be in a situation. <laughs> you guys just got a lot of goods. And as you speed walk away, you are more focused on just getting away from here than you are on your actual destination and you find yourselves headed directly back towards the gate that admitted you into Blingdenstone. I'm gonna hide the crystal inside the troll mouth because no one's gonna search inside that thing. 
And as you shove this crystal sensually, this rock-hard stone into the troll's mouth, he looks up at you and he makes this weird eye contact as the lips come all the way around the crystal. Alaria, as uh, all this is going on, you look over and making your way behind Voltaire, you see the deep gnomes around you all draw your weapons. I promise I haven't taken a subject yet. And as you, as you're defensively trying to like, what, what was going on? They all start to retreat and wash away like a retreating tide back towards the inner parts of the city. As you see the guards jack, one of the guards stumble back and then rise up into the air. A strange shimmer around him reveals the surface of a gelatinous cube that has engulfed him. Um. Ghoul, put that man down. Oh, that's not me, it isn't. Oh god. Clavicle not looking so healthy. Looks oh, like no. it ate Mordok. Modok. Uh, Modok the mind taker. Um, how long did it take us to get to Lingenstone? We get a long rest at any point? Yeah, we'll say we'll fudge it. You guys got a long rest. As you guys see the first gelatinous cube emerge with this struggling deep gnome inside it, trying to breaststroke his way out of it, choking, like holding his throat. Another gelatinous cube engulfs a second deep gnome who dives halfway out of the guard shack when a pseudopod grabs his foot and then sucks him back into its fold. Hmm. I don't know how helpful insect plague would be here. Probably not very. But I'm willing to sacrifice innocence in the nearby area to test it out. However, I'm going to try to save that. I could cast Fireball at 5th level. The rest of the town is in chaos. There's deep gnomes running hither and thither, some of them screaming, Oh god, no, it's happening again! This is a common thing. Well, the deep gnome grabs you by the uh, tunic, or tries to grab your tunic, but really kind of just grabs your shin pants. Oh wait, no, you're small too. Yeah, it's going to grab your uh, tunic, shakes you back and forth, that happens all the time! We're under constant assault, we're all gonna die! I'd like to slap the man and say, calm down. I wanna pick him up with the telekinetic ray and kinda like, chuck him over to the side. But like, don't worry, we'll handle it. I mean, I guess we're handling this. Topsy and Turvy look at the flying deep gnome. Oh god, it's happening again. Oh shit. Um, 
I guess, are we rolling for initiative? That's what we're going to end this week. Come back into this fight. In a week from now. Uh, how much does my armor class go up? I was going to give you a plus one for the uh, prin- the pretty princess dress. 13. As always, thanks for playing. Good night.